the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, thanks for joining me today. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I hope you've had a great week, and I know that we are going to start having a better week. I think this show is going to really help, and I'm really excited about the guest I have today. This is Brianna Beveridge, and she is a professional organizer, life coach, and speaker. And I've had her on before, but it was years ago, and so I'm so glad that we reconnected again. She has such a great way of looking at life and such a really eclectic background, so it's really exciting. She was actually in the United States Air Force for 18 years. Not for 18, four years. She was 18 when she went into the Air Force, and she was in there for four years. Served in Korea, traveled to England. After she completed that, she landed a dream job as the director of operations for a backstage fashion production house, which is amazing, and worked with designers like Donna Karen, uh, Oscar de la Renta, Michael Kors, which I love Michael Kors. I have lots of his handbags. <laughs> he is one of my favorites. He's awesome. <laughs> he is. <laughs> so um, she started helping out her friends organize their small businesses, files and flow. And within a year, she started her own company called Simple Solutions and worked with VPs and HR departments. So she became this professional organizer. And now she's kind of done doing her own thing, which is really quite exciting. And we are going to talk a lot about how she does this. And so this show is entitled uh, Chaos From Chaos to Clarity. And she's going to, which I'm so glad that she's on because I always can use really help with the chaos of our life and my life and the way that the world is going. So, Brianna, thank you so much for being here. Why don't you say hi to the listeners? Hi. Uh, thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited to be here today, really. Um, we had... Uh, a conversation before and actually this is the first time we connected so well on the phone yes and then yes. this is the first time of me actually meeting you face to face face to face yes. so i'm excited to be here excited to meet yes. you face to face we literally had such a great connection and i thought oh yeah but then oh my time. gosh time, time flew and I then know. yeah so i'm glad you, you asked me back i'm yes. really grateful to be here and excited to talk about chaos to clarity absolutely well give the listeners this idea about what you do as this professional coach and organizer, because my goodness, you know, the world, we have so much stuff and, and time and trying to figure out time. And one of the things I talk to clients about regularly is everybody has the same 24 hours and you can't beat time. And we are always trying to manipulate time. 
And so how we fit all of our stuff and our lives and the things that we own and the goals and the dreams we have, you know, it just can become a free-for-all. And what I noticed when I was a professional organizer is that all the clutter, this little pile here, this little pile there, is really indecision. Absolutely. And on a bigger scale, all the chaos in your life is also about indecision. You haven't made a decision about where you want to go next, career-wise, what you want to do, even for a family vacation. So all of those things back up, and you feel like you can't make a decision, and then you go and volunteer <laughs> somewhere. Yes, exactly. So Add at least more. I look good here. I can do this, but I can't figure out what I want to do. Right. And with my life, with my kids, how do I do all this stuff? Or how do I lead my team? How do I... And so you keep looking good on the outside and then bring, that's the chaos. That's the overwhelm. That's the kind of operating on an unconscious level. That's the overwhelm. A lot of people, you know, tell me that they're, oh, I'm so, I'm so overwhelmed. I got this commitment, that commitment. And when I ask them to, you know, what's the, what do you really want to do? And then they say, you know, I don't know. And I tell every single person who says, I don't know. Yeah, you do know. You're just afraid to talk about it. Oh, yes. That's powerful. And when they're really ready, so when I drag, I'm really good at dragging that yes, information yes. out, whether it's for an individual or for what's the vision for your team. And, and team can be your home. What is the vision for your household? What is the vision for your family or work? What is the vision for your business? What is if you know, goals are one thing, but vision is another thing completely. And how do you want to be of service in your business? How do you want to be of service in your family? How do you want to be of service individually? Like, what is your gift to give to the world? I love that. And, you know, I think the hardest thing with technology, it really helped some, but it added so much more information to have to deal with on an ongoing basis that I found myself where I used to be a lot more linear I get caught in this trap of doing what's right in front of me, you know, and trying to organize that, trying to then also organize the people in my life, you know, not organize their life, but, you know, my, the, the team that I have that helps me with business, my own business, you know, and then what my family does, you know, what my greater, my extended family and how you do all of that. Those little um, alerts on our phones that app that we need to have and all those things are the the most wonderful way to keep yourself in chaos. Exactly. <laughs> They're the most convenient things. Like I definitely need my calendar, but if I don't have my vision first of really what is important and I don't have that forefront, then I'm doing this real quick and then I'm going to finish this real quick. And then I, I kind of lost the sight of what I really wanted to do. And as a coach, that's what I hold you accountable for. So vi the vision, it's kind of prioritizing. It is. It's if I do um, part of the coaching that I do individually and as a team is I ask you to do a one-year, three-year, five-year, 10-year, 20-year vision for yourself. So when I ask somebody to do a 20-year vision, usually they're like, I have no idea. I, you know, and I said, okay, let's just pretend. And then we go there and then it helps them because I do, you know, what do you want to do in the first year? And then what do you want to do 20 years from now? So as they see themselves you know, of course, it's more accomplished. Of course, it's more um, established in who they are as a person because, you know, we're fantasizing. This is who you want to be. This, you can go back and say, well, at 10 years, I need to be here and I need to be doing this. And at five years and at three years, 
Right, exactly. But if you don't have that bigger vision, then you're constantly pulled by, you know, I call them the shiny objects. Right, or, exactly. Or, or squirrel, you know. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. What, everything constantly pulls or the, you. Or the little, like, the little rewards. Like, I'll just fix up this place of my desk and then I feel a little bit better because that's fixed. When really it hasn't managed anything. Right, because I, and I, I want to finish my to-do list. Right. And it's like, okay, no, let's keep the bigger vision. What's the bigger vision? And then... I help you break it down into bite-sized <laughs> chunks because that big vision 20 years from now is, you know, oh, my God, it's lofty. It's wonderful. It feels good. But how, what do I do today to do that? How do I get there? What, what is it? And then we break that down. And as we have those bite-sized, it really helps you be more in the present. Exactly. You know, I teach mindfulness. Mm-hmm as a part of my coaching and, and I teach a mindfulness class and that mindfulness is really being where your feet are ex- instead so of where your mind So explain that a little travels. bit. I think listeners would love, we've talked about that in other shows, but you know, I think the way you're explaining it would be very helpful. Mindfulness is really being where your feet are. That's I like that saying. Like we're in this room today. And we enjoy each other company. But if I was distracted on, ooh, what do I have to go past here? Do I have to go grocery shopping? Do I have to work more? Did I finish cleaning up my closet? If I'm not there, I'm not totally available to this experience. And I'm not getting the creative energy that I need and the creative presence that's in this moment. I mean, we started this show with a, with a prayer. Yes, we did. And it brought us it, some enriching experiences in this moment because we're both here. Instead of halfway here. Exactly. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh, it, it, uh-huh. Helps to, it helps to land. <laughs> it it's does. Ground, it's very grounding. It's, and, and it brings, there's so much opportunity in the present. My biggest opportunity <laughs> for growth is when I drive. And when I'm driving and somebody doesn't drive the way I think they should drive, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> then I'm just, I have to just really be like, let me just drive my car. Instead of everybody else's Absolutely. car. And really practicing being present in that moment also de-stresses me. But it's like, what made me think I know how everybody drives? What gave me that arrogance? What gave me that anxiety right, that I exactly. should? And practicing presence <clears throat> is stress-reducing. It helps boost your memory. It improves sleep. There's less up and down and up and down, you know, that whole addiction of, oh, I got to get there. I'm going to, I'm going to be the first. I'm going to be, I have to be the greatest. And oh God, I didn't make it. And when you're mindful and you're in the moment, creativity actually comes to you. Well, I think the other thing that happens with mindfulness that we lose sight of is, or, or there's a kind of a, um, uh, it's taught incorrectly that, that we actually can multitask because they've now done so much research and studies that our brain does not multitask. It just shifts attention quickly. Right. So when we are constantly thinking that we're multitasking, we're actually losing power. Exactly. We are, we are really missing out on the in, enriching experience of the moment that we're in. And we are exhausting our brain, for one thing. We are losing creativity, like you said. We have then difficulty with memory as well. So we have to go back because we miss pieces of whatever it is that we thought we were being so efficient doing. And so it's this idea that we have been so trained at such an early age to be in the next moment. Exactly. And our society is, you know, we have, we have let's see, two minutes now. So I have to get us back <laughs> into time. And so in the last two minutes, let's talk about how you want to help people with mindfulness. 
Well, the first thing um, I do is exercise. Okay. And um, really, when I say be where your feet are, just be where your feet are. If you're listening to this right now, where are you? Are you driving? Driving. Listening on the computer. Exactly. Where are you? And just look around you. Don't look around, oh, I should do this, and I probably should be here. But just appreciate where you are right at this moment. And what does the moment feel like? Exactly. What is this, you know, and I, you can turn up the moment. Right. It can right. feel even better. Right. It doesn't have to be blah, because you get to decide that. Well, and you know, the other thing about mindfulness that I, I just, as you were talking about this, when I ask myself where I am in the moment, like, where am I? How does this feel? What's going on in my body? And checking in with myself. Sometimes I find out that I might have anxiety that I was pushing away. Like I might feel less than. Yeah. I might have some unforgiveness or resentment, you know. And so sometimes it's helpful if I'm like, what's going on with me right now to really clear what's going on inside of me. And that's like those Jesus moments, you know, where we get to say, okay, God, I'm really needing help because I think I need to relax and I'm not relaxing. I have the GPS to mindfulness when I love we come that. back. Okay. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. I'm with Brianna Beveridge, great professional organizer, life coach, and speaker, and she is talking to us about chaos from chaos to clarity. So make sure you join us in the next segment. This is Cynthia Hyatt, 1360 KPXQ, Faith Talk Radio. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm so glad that you are joining us. And if this is, if you're just joining in for right now, and you missed the first segment, I want you to know we have three more segments to go, and you can always go to my website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and that is spelled C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T, just like it sounds, Cynthia Hyatt. It's phonetically perfect, right? <laughs> but spelled very strangely. So you can go to CynthiaHyatt.com, and all the shows are on the website. You just hit the radio um, tab, and you can listen to the show in its entirety. Because today I have a great guest. Um, I have not talked with her for a couple of years, so I'm so glad she's back on the show. Her name is Brianna Beveridge, and she is a professional organizer, life coach, speaker. And boy, do we need professional organizers and life coaches. So... One of the things that she really focuses on is from chaos to clarity and really talking about what chaos is. And in the last segment, we talked about the fact that clutter and chaos is really indecision. And, you know, we really do have a hard time as Americans many times making decisions because we don't want to miss out on anything. And so we have a hard time committing to a decision because when we commit to that decision, it means that we close doors to other things. And it means that we can't have everything. But the problem, Brianna, you and I were talking about off air, is when I'm not willing to make that decision, I right. actually add, it's that idea of scarcity. In, by trying to get everything, I really operate more out of scarcity. Right. I mean, if you've ever had children that go to like a birthday party or whatever, and then they get all this stuff. Right. And they get the party favors. And the, and then, you know, a couple of weeks later, you're looking in your kid's room with all the stuff. And it's like none of it made them happier. Right. But, oh, my gosh. If you ask them to part with it, then that scarcity comes up. And it's the same way with adults. I mean, once we see that we were able to purchase, we don't want to let it go because it means that maybe I made a mistake or maybe maybe that means that I need to do something different. 
if I let go of this, then what do I have? Well, you know, and you bring up a really good point when you say about the birthday, because this idea of scarcity versus abundance is the abundance is really in relationship, you know, and we have relationship with stuff all the time. And so, you know, you think about the the picture of that birthday party and the, the little kid and all the friends come and they give them all that stuff and there's all the decorations and we put it in their bedroom. Well, it's kind of like, how would it feel if on your birthday you sat in your bedroom we decorated your room. Everybody came in, dropped off their gift, and left. And you were all alone in your bedroom with all of your birthday presents and all your decorations and all your stuff. How fun would that be? Exactly. Not fun at all. Yeah. And But you got everything. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so now, but, but you got everything. And so it's all that clutter. It is. Right? And like, how do we really take from that? Let's, let's say life is like a birthday party, right? Exactly. How do we take from that the stuff we want to keep and then part with the things that really don't matter? But they were a part of the event. And my biggest thing, what I ask people when I coach them, when I coach teams, I ask them, to, what, is, what really makes you guys happy? What really, what are the things that make you happy? And people are like, well, what does that have to do with organizing? Exactly. <laughs> because when you're um, in chaos and when you're in overwhelm, you're not really happy and you're not really, you're, you're saving, you're hoarding. And I mean hoarding emotions. Yes, um, yes. Physical items. And um, time, time, just like, oh, well, and there's always this late thing. There's always this, well, they should, they should, and maybe, you know, it's always this outer thing instead of happiness. It's like this wonderful inner thing. And how do you get more of it? You literally have to let go of a lot of things. That's exactly right. So that birthday party is all about the celebration and socializing and having fun and bringing people into your life that you care about. The stuff is nice, but it's not really the the connection that you really crave. Because the stuff is supposed to represent something. Right. You know, it's like, you know, kind of when you think about funerals, right? Nobody brings stuff to a funeral. I mean, we bring food to help people, you know, as we're sustaining them while they're there. But we don't like bring a whole bunch of gifts. What we bring are words, right? Our presence and our words. Now, don't get me wrong. I love some stuff. I, trust me, <laughs> I love. I love gifts, but one I'm my, not one of my love languages. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. One of the things that that is a difference, though, um, I have found with working with people is that when they're buying stuff to stuff some feelings, exactly. When they're or the fix something, fix like oh, this will make me feel better. Oh, instead of. Let's celebrate and have this. Yes, yes. This is a celebration. And there's a very, there's a huge divide between that. I'm going to cover up something or I'm going to celebrate something. Exactly. And that's what the, that's what chaos is. So chaos is I'm not enough and I need to have more stuff to make me enough. Clarity is I'm more than enough. This is an abundant universe and I get to have an wonderful, amazing relationships with the people that decorate this earth. I love that. You should write that. Oh, I should. That was very good. good. That was very well said. (laughs) Yes. So the whole scarcity and chaos, of course they go hand in hand. And the clutter and the um, overcommitment and the, you know, the should list. Well, I should because they look like they're happy. So I'll do what they um, they're doing. And it's like you can't be somebody else. They have already got the job of being them. You got to have the job of being you. Because that's why we were created well, to be us. Exactly. And you, you kind of touched on this in the first in the first part of the hour about meaning and purpose. You know, the stuff needs to have some meaning. Like what what is it meaning? How does it help me do what God has called me to do? How is all this stuff 
Or how is all of whatever it is helping the vision? Right. How is that? And when we sit down every day, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you're at work or, you know, an executive, you have to have that bigger vision. You have to. So what if you did this? Do you have like a case that you could like, not to give away names or something, but like an example of what you did with someone? Just recently, I worked with a woman. She's um, 30s, mid-30s, has her own business. There's four people on the team. And this team was producing, I mean, doing nice business, except they didn't like each other. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Now, they loved each other. Right, but they didn't right. like each other. And they decided that they were going to ignore it. Okay. And hope the, it goes away. It, it's going to go away. It's going to. So I started, I came in and worked with the team. And the first thing I did was let's write great things about each other, which was like a shock because they thought I was going to dig into the problem. And, uh, and they were shocked to find out. This is one of the exercises I did with them. They were shocked to find out what each one thought of the other one. And it totally uplifted the whole team. It changed the whole tone. Right. Because they didn't know. They had stopped communicating. And they had been in this hoarding thing. Well, I'm not going to tell her I like her. And I'm not going to tell him he's really good at what he does. But they got broad. And then it really shifted how they did business. Because at the end of that, they were like, we don't want to make more money. We want to get along better. It would be nice to make more money, but if we stay the same and we are like this well-oiled machine, they came up with all these amazing other ideas to let's work four four-day work week. Wow, <laughs> you know, let's yes. celebrate our families. Let's give the people we work with was better customer service. Yes, because they had let go of the I don't like and all they the negativity, hate me. Right. right? And um, so that's one example. And this this team is an amazing team today. Because they now have a vision. They now have, and I work with teams for a short time or, you know, a longer time. It depends on what they want to do. Because I don't want, you know, I'm just the team player. I'm not the leader. Right. But. Well, that's exciting. We have to come back and do the GPS. Yes, I just thought about that when you said that. (laughs) So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. We are here at the halfway point. We have two more segments with Brianna Beveridge, who is a professional organizer, life coach, and speaker. So join me again in the next segment. You can also please visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com and like my Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. That's INC for Incorporated. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. You are listening to 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk Radio. And today I have with me Brianna Beveridge. She is a professional organizer, life coach, and speaker. And always remember that you can listen to the show in its entirety, if you've missed the first half, uh, on my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. So Brianna, we were talking about this whole chaos to, to clarity, and we were talking about scarcity and, and, and how clutter and all of that. And you had this great analogy of the GPS. So tell us about what that means. And if you missed the beginning, you have to go back because it's really juicy (laughs) stuff. So what I teach in my mindfulness classes is um, the GPS to mindfulness. And the first G in uh, the GPS is gratitude. How do you practice gratitude? And what I do in the workshop is I ask everybody, um, I give them 30 seconds to write down five things they're grateful for. 
and then they do that. And then I give them 30 more seconds to write five more things they're grateful for. And I hear the, oh, in the room. <laughs> and um, <laughs> usually, I, like a group of 10 people, the average, people can write 10 or more, but the average is like eight. So you have eight things that you didn't know you were grateful for in a minute. You can do wow, this exercise yes. in a minute, yes. 60 seconds. And I, I advise people the best time to do it is at the end of your day. Instead of like, let me get out of here. It's like, no, what great happened today? And the P is presence. <clears throat> the definitions of presence is the part of space within one's immediate vicinity. A noteworthy quality of poise and effectiveness. Now, we've all met somebody who has just amazing presence, right? And you're just like, whoa, I love their energy. And I just love hearing them speak or being around them. You have friends that have great energy and presence. And I do a uh, meditation in the class that really turns up your own energy. And you have the ability to do that yourself. You don't have to go to a class or get an app or whatever. You can literally sit somewhere and just rise your energy. Connect with, for me, it's connecting with God and just really brightening myself up. I don't have to do this by myself. I don't have to do it alone. And I need to, I do this in the morning and during my meditation and just really practice the presence being in the presence instead of let me do it by myself. Exactly. Yeah. And the the last one is spirit. <clears throat> and I know how people are very concerned with their physical diets. And I ask you to look at your spirit diet. How are you feeding your spirit? What are you doing on a day? And literally you have to feed yourself food daily. You have to feed. And sometimes you feed yourself junk and stuff. What are you doing to feed your spirit daily? What are you doing? That's really nurturing to you. My morning routine, I would not give it up. I do meditation. I have a prayer partner for just about every day. If I don't have a prayer partner, I have, you know, my own prayers that I do. Right. And this is every day. I need to have that connection. Meditation for me is listening to God. Prayer is, is praying for people. And gratitude. I mean, and you gratitude. Know, one of the things that I, I also practice that really helps me because my mind can go a million directions. So I really practice the Lord's Prayer. And it leads me through that, you know, so that I'm saying to God, your will, your way, your way, your will, not my way, your way. Your way is always better, God. And really settling myself every moment of every day and really starting the day with saying, God, I want your will to be done. Exactly. Your kingdom to come to my life, not my kingdom that I'm making. <laughs> right. Right. But your kingdom in my life that I can bring to other people. You know, and then it leads me through forgiveness and it leads me through, you know, give us this day our daily bread. So I'm asking God for what I need. I'm asking others, you know, him to help others with what they need. And so it's awesome when you really find something. So what we're really doing is we're encouraging people to find something. What is it, like Brianna said, feeds your spirit? Right. Not just breakfast feeding your body. And so, you know, we get And so, it doesn't have to be what I do. It doesn't. And it doesn't have, have to be complicated. You have something that you've already done. That's right. That you've been like, oh, I really like that. That's How right. come I forgot that? <laughs> and see, it doesn't have to make sense to anybody but you and God. Exactly. It's your personal time with the creator of the universe. Exactly. And to take advantage of that. And why not? Exactly. Well, I mean, yes. And we all have condemnation and we all have, you know, it's like, oh, it's too hard and I don't, I don't hear anything. And, you know, a lot of it is just practicing. It's yeah, that presence. When I, when I do the meditation, people are like, well, it's easy for you. You've been doing it for 27 years. It's like, no, 
every day, it's still <laughs> a challenge for it me is, to get up it is. at 5.15 to meditate for 15 it's minutes. It's because my brain wants to go, no, you don't really want to do that. Exactly. Just check, just check your social media. Check your emails. Why don't you just get on your to-do list and get that off out of First, the way and then do God. Exactly. It's like, no, no, no. So we are, we are coming up to a break again. This, this particular one is so short. So but, I want to make sure action packed exactly. Yes. So I want to make sure that you um, continue listening. We have Brianna one more segment, and we are going to talk about her specific chaos to clarity seminars, workshops that she does, and how she works with teams. And if your team is your family, it works really well. If you have a business and a team, it works. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia, thirteen sixty KPXQ Faith Talk Radio. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and so glad that you are joining me in this segment. This is our last segment with Brianna Beveridge, who is a professional organizer, life coach, and speaker. She does seminars and retreats, and she is talking to us about the idea of chaos from chaos to clarity, what chaos really means. So again, I want to encourage you, if you have not been able to hear this show You really don't want to miss it. It is very helpful and very current for our lives today. And you can always find it on my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. And just go to the radio tab and you can find it right there. So, Brianna, thank you for being here. And this is our last segment with this you. This is so, so much fun. <laughs> so this has really gone in this wonderful it's fast. way. It's yeah, fast. it's really fast. But we still have really great stuff to cover. Yes, we do. Really great stuff. So, to talk cover. to us about this three day seminar and about your professional coaching. And Well, you know, a lot of times people throw around coach like everybody knows what it is. And when I do my workshops, a lot of people don't know what exactly. a coach is. Yes. So, My focus as a coach is on creating strategies for changing your inner and your outer life. And I also support personal growth, professional growth, and development based on individually initiated change. Since coaching is a forward-moving, future-based, future-focused profession for me. Right. So I don't do... Which is different than therapy. Exactly. I don't do the past and all that. We really, you know, we honing in each other and really find what your goals are. What do you want? Let's create a vision for you. Let's create a goal for you. When I describe life coaching, because I have many clients that I say to them, you're going to do the psychotherapy with me, but I want you to add a life coach because it's kind of like a life coach. Like if we have a a football coach or a basketball coach, well, if the basketball player is injured, right. Or disabled or has an addiction, well, then you go get a therapist, but the coach is still there to help you play the game and play the game well. And life and keep is, your mind yes. focused on that yes. vision of what and I'm not the best basketball sight player. Of the right. vision that you're going to come back into the game, you're going to play the game, you're going to win the game. And sight of the goal that you had inside of exactly. yourself, despite all those little, you know, mishaps and despite you know yes. injuries and setbacks. That's what a coach really yes. helps you do. And. I provide a supportive and discovery-based framework so that you're constantly learning more things about you. I mean, you know this as a therapist, but I hear people in a different way than than they are talking. Because when they're talking, I hear their answer. They can't hear it. And 
you know, the best compliment I get from the people I coach is that I'm their advocate. Because they feel like they have these exactly. people, these, exactly. these people saying all these things, and I act as their advocate, even when they can't remember why they're doing the coaching in the first place. And it's like, okay, that's right. I need to keep on focus. I need to keep that. That's right. I have this vision. That's right. And because we have this instant forgetter, yes, we forget exactly. that we really want to do big things. And I have not met and that anybody we're capable of big things. And capable. I have not yes. met anybody who wants to just play small. I, I, exactly. And, you know, there's so much that the enemy of our soul always wants to come in and tell us that, well, that's for those people out there. Right. I really don't have anything to give. I don't have anything to offer. And nobody, and, and especially women, feel like it's okay, this is my experience, to, oh, I'll wait. Right. <laughs> I'll wait my turn. I'll wait. And it's, it's for me, it's, there's no waiting. Where exactly. are you? Because exactly. your kids need you to step up. Your husband needs you to step up. Your Everybody, neighborhood. Yeah, yes. your neighborhood needs mm-hmm. you to step up. And when I mean step up, I mean stop gossiping. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Stop participating in things that are really not that, well, of that take, you. And that take life away. That really just diminish really who you are. Exactly. If I, if I gossip with you, that has nothing to do with uplifting either one of exactly. us. And I'm literally in a position today in my life where I have women in my life and they only empower me. Exactly. There's not this, there's this amazing upliftment. I mean, I went on a retreat with some girlfriends and there was 11 of us and we did this craft and we, each one of us wrote out a card and decorated it and read to each of the other ones how much we valued them, what we saw in them. And it's like, man, if every woman could do this about how they value each other and how much they mean to each other and just let go of just this um, pettiness Mm -hmm. and really get to, and it could be pettiness in families, pettiness at work, and really focus on what is the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is getting some clarity. And you need help in your team, and um, you need help with uh, your team Getting that vision, like the the example I gave um, before in the other segment yes. of the team, they had a vision. They just wanted to make more money. That's not a vision. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's just you want to make more money. Exactly. Having a vision is, you know, you have to have the beginning, middle, and the end. What is that? And what's what the, is the point? That? What's and, the point right. of, whatever, of what we're doing? Right. And they really wanted to be of service to this particular population that was underserved. Right. And they wanted to give them the absolute best customer service. Which, that's a whole lot different than making more money. Because with that, the money comes. Exactly. Yes. And that's what that's how they started. That's how what gave them jazz to do this company in the first place. But then they got into not liking each other. Which is so easy to do. Because I don't want to take responsibility for me, so I'd rather blame you. Exactly. And when I t- start taking responsibility for myself, it's just... It, Generate it generates just more abundance. It generates more kindness. It generates well, it, more. yes, and it's recognizing we don't have to do this on our own. Right, that God does this with us. Right, and then God brings people into our life to help us with this. Nobody does this on their own. Nobody. The only one that can do it on its own is God, <laughs> which was Jesus. But even then, God needs us. That was the whole point of living inside of us is to take God everywhere. Everywhere, yes, yeah, and and, and we're not. A, and my biggest fault is that I forget that. I, I do too. I forget it all the time, and I think that somehow that's being responsible. <laughs> <laughs> or no, 
God to take gave, care of everything. Yes, God <laughs> gave me all this information, so I don't. Thank you. I, I can do it now. <laughs> now I've got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know that's why I have to meditate every day. Not exactly. Day. So tell us about this uh, seminar you have. It's a three-day summer camp. Yes, I um, I've been wanting to do this for a couple of years, and I when I coach, I coach for three months. Okay, it's a uh, twelve weeks. Um, that we coach, and it works out to be a little over three months. So we have 12 sessions together, and I, I really ask a lot of good questions that challenge you. Well, the last few clients have said, you know what? What if you just did this part? What if you just did this part? And they kind of said the same things. So I, I said, what if I just do an intensive? And it's it's intensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the it's, it's three days in a row, June 1st through 3rd. And it's um, one of them is goal setting. I talked about that before. Your one year, three year, five year, 10 year, 20 year goal. Because, you know, it's going to be June soon. It's half the year. Have What happened for January? Absolutely. So it, it doesn't matter if none of that worked. You will be able to do that. These are three hour, three and a half hour sessions. Because I figure it's summer. A lot of people, and you can take time off work to go ahead and empower yourself because they're so intensive. You need some breathing room after because I really go there. And now, we do you get stay it somewhere yes, as well? It's going to, um, I have to confirm the location, right. but. So it's an overnight? Like no, you, no, no, no. It's going to be just you come for the day. And then you go home. Like a summer and then camp. You come back. Got it. Right. Okay. Not sleepaway camp. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> During the day camp. Um, it's and, not that intensive. <laughs> right. It's not, yes. It's um, doing, doing, because you, also, too, the whole thing with goals is that you still have to live your life. Exactly. So it gives so. you that time to, like, then you go home, prepare for the next day, you go the next day. Exactly. And you go three days straight. Right. Okay. And the second day is chaos to clarity, and it's five steps to clear out the clutter in your life. I love that. If it's overcommitment, if it's, um, it's always saying yes, if it's, and really, what is the clutter? Because nobody created the clutter in your life except you. Do you need some help with something? Do you have physical clutter in your house and you need a professional organizer? Do you have some um, tasks that need to be done and you can't do them by yourself? So you need to, you know, maybe it's um, helping with a parent or um, some skills that your kids need. You know, you need, like you said, we don't do any of this by ourselves. Exactly. And the third day is the mindful meditation. And these are the seven steps that will get rid of any excuse that you have or have had about, oh, I don't know how to meditate. I, I, I fall asleep or I just, my head goes in a million places or I have monkey mind, which means that your thoughts right, jump and exactly. jump and jump. And this is the, the, the seven steps that really get you not only motivated to have this practice, but to really get rid of all your excuses. Well, and see the meditation piece I think is so tough sometimes for Christians because they think it's this like, Kumbaya moment. Om or something yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah. And it's like what we want to think about is it's a the meditative state is focusing my mind, quieting my mind, so I actually can hear the heart and voice of God. Exactly. And getting one with God, which is where all my resource comes from. Right. Right. And being able to really clearly get that vision back and get focused, so I don't get so distracted by the day. Right, I and, I'm, and I'm anchored. Yes, and it helps also to not take the day so personally. Right, right. You know, Think we as women, are... we can be sensitive, and it's like everything can, everything can mean something. <laughs> you know? and exactly. So it really helps to, like, get that kind of God guard, you know, yes. instead of being defensive. That really helps me to just say, okay, this is not about me. 
This is not about me. And I don't have to pick up things during the day, exactly. like resentments. And, oh, I can't believe. And, and you, worries and cares about everybody else. Exactly. And, yes. and, it, and it helps me be, my meditation helps me be more available. Um, and present. And present. Because yes. when, and, and, you know, I have um, a tween and a teen at home. And let me tell you, you have to be like toddlers. You have to be toddlers available. Toddlers and teens. I tell them. Toddlers <laughs> and, and teens. The teens, yeah. you have to be available, not to just be like dismissive or, oh, my God, I can't believe you don't know that yet. But you have to be available. And that's what the really meditation helps you do. It's literally this, I call it like your fortress <laughs> that you build around you so that nobody can take your, your, your beautiful energy that you created, that's, that, that seal that you have of that relationship. For me, I call it my relationship with God, right. that it, nobody can break that seal. Exactly. And if I keep day after day just building that relationship, then you can't harm me. That's right. That's right. So, and then I end up not harming others. Exactly. Because when we get harmed, you know, it's the hurt people hurt people. Exactly. And it really helps to, to clarify, okay, where am I in the mix? What is God doing through me? What is God doing in me? You know, what piece is this about me? What do I have control over? What do I not? And it also helps that trust issue. Right. Of really trusting that God really has it all in control and he knows what he's doing. And he chooses to use me. And, and, and one day at a time. Exactly. <laughs> I don't have to do my whole exactly. life in three days or well, a week. Know, see, all these like little like quotes and things, they take on a whole new meaning. They do, When you they? really understand the simplicity of them. So we have about a minute and a half. So tell us how to get a hold of you, how to find you. If people are interested in, pers- in professional coaching, if they're interested in the seminar, what, what can they do? You can contact me through my website, theoverwhelmedmom.com. So poignant. (laughs) Theoverwhelmedmom.com. Where overwhelm is an opportunity to change. Um, Because I firmly believe that overwhelm comes into your life so that you can make a better decision. And if you are a team, then there's a tab for corporate work. I've done work with literally around here um, with law firms and um, different organizations and individual coaching. If you are wanting something, somebody to work with you one-to-one and more intimately, then um, all that information, uh, you can email me at Brianna, B-R-I-A-N-A, at overwhelmedmom.com. And those are the best ways to get in touch with me. And I'd love love to hear from you. And I'd love to hear what you think about this show because I'm thinking it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Brianna, thank you for being here today. It's been so helpful. And I really love the work that you do. And I'm excited about how you're taking it and how much bigger it's becoming. Thank so you make for the sure, work that yeah. you do. Oh, thank you. So make sure you visit overwhelmedmom.com, Brianna at overwhelmedmom.com. One yes. N, not two yes. Ns, okay. Brianna. One N, like Brian. Brian yes. with an A. Yes. yes. And thank you for joining us today. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Please check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. You can listen to this show in its entirety. Have a blessed week encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, You can hear a replay at any time at faithtalk1360.com. 
Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.